Welcome to the Essay for FA's Asset Allocator podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest of financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today we will discuss the extraordinary zigs and zags of the stock market these past two weeks and some pertinent client talking points. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, this message. If you're a financial advisor, you should be using Seeking Alpha Premium. I'll mention just two items I personally think are valuable for advisors. Number one, advisors typically get investment research from their own broker-dealer, and it's good to cross-reference that with the research available to Seeking Alpha Premium subscribers. Number two, the quantitative ratings available to premium subscribers are an incredible value-add because they make it possible to compare investments with mutually consistent data. In other words, it aids in getting different investment ideas to talk to each other, as it were. These features are just the tip of the iceberg, and it costs only $240 for an annual subscription. Click on Upgrade on the top right of your Seeking Alpha homepage to see a full list of benefits and options. The six-day coronavirus correction of a week ago marked the fastest descent into a correction from a record high in stock market history. But then this week began, with the Dow Jones Index's largest single-day point gain in history, 1,290 points. And yet, as we know, Monday's ebullience was forgotten on Tuesday, when the market plunged 785 points. But wait, this despite the Federal Reserve cutting interest rates not by a quarter, but by half a percentage point. Indeed, the market gyrated that same day between extreme ups and downs. By Wednesday, investors were no longer in doubt. The Dow surged to near-record territory by nearly 1,200 points. At Thursday's open, stocks were again in freefall. This is not normal market volatility. We've seen daily extreme moves for two weeks now. Where are Mr. Market's meds? And if you have acted in contradictory or extreme fashion, where are yours? And if you're an advisor getting lots of panicky phone calls or text messages, what should the approach to this quasi-gladiatorial contest between bulls and bears be? I think your job is to be the person described by Rudyard Kipling's classic If poem, which begins, If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. That's probably a pretty good working definition of the job of a financial advisor at times like this. So the question is, how do you do that? Here's my answer. Realize that bullishness and bearishness are rather shallow emotions. Successful investing is a rational process that we can't let emotions derail. What the extreme daily shifts in market sentiment show is that the market outlook du jour is a transient one, but client goals are not. On each of the past days of market zigzagging, your client's goals most likely remain constant, so you've got to keep your head when all about you are losing theirs. What makes it difficult to do so is the vastly different interpretations of reality that supposed market experts offer. When someone tells you you're only going to lose by staying in the market for the following 101 reasons, it's natural to worry that he may be right. I've been in the business now for decades, and I've yet to see a single letter of apology for the million and one times the commentariat has been wrong. Yet they blab on, and amazingly, people listen to them. 
I'm not recommending one course over another with regards to the current market. It just comes down to applying certain principles to the client's personal goals. If the money isn't needed for 15 years, say, the client can stay invested. If the money is needed for a retirement set to begin in two years, then the client should already have several years worth of living expenses in reserve to avoid the risk of forced withdrawals during a market downturn. So why do people allow the news or commentators to influence them to extremes? I think the reason is that we are emotional beings, despite us often having self-images of rationality. We have all experienced good times and not good times. We know how good or how bad these can be, and so we are ready to react through the filter of these experiences in hopes of profit or in fear of pain, as the case may be. Therefore, we must be wary of emotion and in particular to try and protect ourselves and our assets from allowing them influence on important decisions like our finances. That is a key benefit of employing a financial advisor to place an intermediary between the assets we want to protect and increase and our itchy fingers reaching for the trade button. Three major stock market indexes reached double-digit percentage declines in just six trading sessions, obliterating about $4 trillion in the U.S. and several trillion dollars outside of the U.S. But your clients, it is to be hoped, lost not a penny if you kept your head while others were losing theirs, simply by not selling. It is not unreasonable to expect a lot more volatility this year, be it for public health or political electoral reasons, but the reward for embracing volatility is higher returns. This, too, Kipling expressed in his poem, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same. It is this clarity about the rewards of taking limited risks that makes it possible for advisors to be effective in their jobs. Your clients cannot lose if they continue beating a path toward the realization of their goals, and periods such as the past two weeks tend to accelerate such progress. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, I would be much obliged if you would pass it on to other advisors to keep this FA project growing. Also feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com with any feedback. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.